0: Guys, we're actually we're about to roll dice. We're about to D and D. I mean, you don't want to go to a um a club. You, almost there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ruin my own joke. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's just uh, just cut. Hey, maybe next time. Edit maybe that next out. time. Yeah, I just edit that out. No, right, definitely not. Can you edit that in?
1: <laughs> hey, it's
2: Corey. your are DM. Welcome to Vibe Proficiency, a D&D podcast about death, shopping montages, and enrolling a new character in the second episode, I guess. Uh, just starting off with a huge thank you to anyone who made it through episode one and still decided to hit another one of these, really glad to have you. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at Vibe Proficiency, and tweet about the show using the hashtag Vibe Proficiency, and uh, yeah, okay, for real, that's it. Like I won't make you sit through a whole thing this time. All right, let's do the uh, character intros and then, you know, the show and junk. All right, bye.
3: My name is Becca and I'm playing Mira. She is a tiefling druid. She was exiled from her community as a child and forced to live alone in the woods. And while she was in the woods, that's where she gained all her fun druid powers. A fun fact about Mira is she learned to speak with animals through a squirrel friend <laughs> that she named, uh, what would she name it? Um, Simon. Perfect. And that's my phone.
2: <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Casey, you can do yours if you want now, or you can do it after you introduce your new I'll character just do it in now, game.
0: Because that'd be awkward if we yeah, stopped okay. mid game for a splash screen introduction. I'm Casey. My new character's name is Kira. Uh, she is a Kalistar monk. Fun fact: uh, She's blind. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like that's less of a fun fact and more like an actual descriptor. Can you like hit me with one more fun fact?
0: <laughs> that's that's all I got. I didn't think that hard into into her. Oh, it's
4: hard.
2: Fun fact: Kira's favorite bard song is blank. Can't stop bard deaving. <laughs>
0: it can be anything. Yeah, I've, I've really got nothing. I'm brain farting here.
2: Just start talking and then. I was going to say she
0: has two left feet, but her dexterity is too high for that.
4: Maybe when it comes to dancing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Uh, Sure. Yep. Okay, so like say it for the podcast, (laughs) Casey. Fun fact, she has two left feet. Not literally. (laughs) Okay. Great fact.
2: Cool, cool, cool,
1: cool, cool.
0: (laughs) We got it.
1: Uh, Tyler.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with that same list of very simple Ooh. things.
1: My name's Tyler. I play Cadmus Lightbringer. I am a half-orc paladin. Fun fact, he's got his lower two teeth are tusk-like. They poke out of his lip. You know, they like they like show, you know what I mean? I'm an orc. What are you going to do?
0: What are you going to okay. do? Okay. Uh, why does, why does that count as a fun fact when she's blind? I mean, yeah, that's, that's
1: kind of what I'm getting at.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: fine. Uh, I one time saved this kid from this burning building, All right. uh, but I forgot to save his parents.
2: Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Oops. <laughs>
1: that'll, uh,
2: that'll do it. Thank you very much. Uh, Kelly hit me. <laughs>
4: all right here we go uh my name is kelly my character's name is harp and she is a changeling ranger i guess the fun fact uh she really really dislikes bugs
2: i
1: don't know <laughs> okay okay all right no it's fine
2: okay <laughs> Chandler.
5: my name is chandler i play elwyn peck a warlock elf who got turned into a pseudo dragon uh, fun fact about Elwin: uh, When he first was turned into a pseudo dragon, uh, he couldn't find anyone that would like serve him food since he really didn't, you know, have a human form. Uh, so uh, he, at a very, very low point in his life, tried to eat a mouse. Uh, and he ended up uh, throwing that up for a week solid.
3: <laughs> I'm really glad you didn't say tried to eat a squirrel. <laughs> it
5: really sucked for him for a while there. Oh, boy.
2: That was solid. It, yeah, was, it was solid. Fine.
5: That's why you couldn't eat it. <laughs> All right. Please never do it
2: okay. again. Okay. I'm Corey. I play
5: literally everyone else. Fun fact about Corey, who plays everyone else. Uh,
2: fun fact about literally everyone else. They aren't player characters. <laughs>
5: Seems like a
2: descriptor, but okay. All right. Uh, Last time on Vibe Proficiency, you all awoke in the same inn around midnight during an undead attack on Port Crescent. You crushed some animated corpse hands and promptly let me check my notes here. Weird. It just says no more children NPC. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Fandrin refused to bite a goddamn plot hook and group up with the party, falling out a window while trying to get up to the roof, causing a little panic for Elwyn before begrudgingly teaming up with the rest of you. You all made your way in towards the city, where you found the town guard led by Ansel Eleron, a silver-haired Aesomer paladin who informed you of some missing guards, which you found, unconscious, having been poisoned by a nearby food stall with some kind of plant toxin. Mira found an empty-ish vial with the tiny remnants of that toxin and saved it for later. After finding and rescuing all the missing paladins and fending off some particularly bulky undead, Elwyn exploded, (laughs) revealing that he was in fact the tiny dragon and not the creepy guy with the stiff arms. Lateral move. (laughs) Then everyone but Fandrin accepted Ansel's offer for free lodging at his home in Moonvale Manor, a large keep in the north of town. He wanted your help tracking down whomever was raising the dead in Port Crescent and the nearby town of Holyhead. You all got some nice accommodations in Ansel's home. Again, except for Fandrin, who literally slept on the street, gripping his bag full of belongings because he was, quote, more comfortable that way. (laughs) Okay. It is now the morning. The sun is shining, the tank is clean, and you all begin to stir awake to the smell of sizzling bacon, lightly crackling in a pan off in the distance. What are you doing?
3: I am going to kind of peek outside, like peek in the window, just to see if there's any crazy aftermath from yesterday.
2: Yeah, you, uh, you take a look outside and everything looks a lot like it did last night. Uh, in the daylight, you can tell that some structures are a bit worse for wear, but nobody you can see looks hurt, and you do notice that some folks are already working on repairs and stuff.
3: Perfect. So what I'm going to do then is I'm going to gather up a few of my gear, uh, my quarterstaff, and the few little tokens I need for my spellcasting, and start heading downstairs.
1: Okay, so I'm going to do my normal routine, wake mm-hmm. up, do a little prayer over all my stuff, get dressed, and then just to be sure, I'm going to use a divine sense real quick.
2: Okay, uh, so this is a big place, and your range for this isn't like huge, so let's say that you can essentially get a read on this floor uh, but nothing really feels out of the ordinary. Uh, but somewhere beyond where your consciousness can reach, you can tell that there's some kind of an evil presence, but it's confusing somehow. It's unfamiliar, to say the least. It's not undead, or is it? E- either way, it's much too distant for you to be able to pinpoint it, and your focus is interrupted when you hear Miro's door close behind her as she heads downstairs.
1: Great. I'm gonna go eat.
5: <laughs> okay, Perfect. <laughs> I get up. I'm going to go ahead and cast one of my Unseen Servants, have him up and going, get him all nice and dressed up, the whole wearing, the whole thing, pack everything into his pack. Uh, Do I smell the bacon?
2: Yeah, of course. Oh,
5: shoot. I'm jumping on on my Unseen Servant's back, and uh, we're we're going to look for that bacon. (laughs) I did a lot of work yesterday. At least Uh, that's what I think. I did a lot of good deeds yesterday, (laughs) so I'm like, that deserves some, some good food
2: right right right
4: um she's gonna get ready kind of decides what she's gonna look like for the day so she's just gonna choose a common person some common woman since that's best for her voice she's pretty hungry so she's gonna get dressed and go down and find the food
2: all right yeah as everyone follows their noses down to the kitchen you find a much less imposing anseal dressed not in his sturdy armor but in some really fine clothes you all note that without the traditional pauldrons and plate boots, he looks less broad shouldered and perhaps a bit shorter, but maybe that comparison is being exaggerated by the size and muscle mass of the woman he's talking to. Uh, Casey, go ahead and describe your character.
0: More than I already did. <laughs> yeah, pin Uh Okay. So, um, Kira, I said before, she's a, a Uh So she's a little taller than your average human being. She's six foot five. She's got a Sorry, Becca, she has a quarterstaff uh, <laughs> on her back, dressed in not the finest of clothes, just, you know, a shabby, rustic, lived-in outfit. Uh, she's got a, a blindfold tied over her eyes, um, and yeah, she's talking to Ansel.
2: Yeah. Over this woman's shoulder, Anseal notices the group of you entering the kitchen, and he says, "Ah, oh, my friends. Welcome. I... Hope the rooms were to your satisfaction. Uh, yes, yes. Um, oh, 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 where, 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 where's this food at? I smell food. You're in the kitchen. There's a long prep table in the middle, and it is just filled with prepared food.
5: Oh man, I just, I just go in. I just, I grab a plate and just start <laughs> piling. He says,
2: up. "Yes, please help yourself." Yes, okay. yes. Thank you, thank you.
4: <laughs> so, uh, who is this friend of yours?
2: Uh, he says, "This is Kira." She arrived into town not two hours ago, and at the recommendation of a mutual acquaintance, she made her way here to me. We were just discussing her staying here at the manor, and I actually just finished getting her up to speed on the goings-on here regarding the undead attacks. She tells me that her monastic training may be beneficial to our investigation, and despite my insistence that she needn't repay me for lodging, I—well, I can't deny that more hands would certainly
1: be helpful in this case." Speaking of the undead, have there been any more sightings since last night?
2: Thankfully, no. The attack last night must have lasted no more than a couple of hours, but the city certainly has a great deal of work to do in order to repair the damages sustained to local businesses and homes.
5: I've definitely started eating at this point. I'm, re- I'm really... How, how's the bacon taste?
2: Uh, roll for bacon. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> bacon what check. What's a bacon check? Uh, just a d20. Oh,
5: perfect. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. Bacon check. Eleven.
2: <laughs> the bacon is oh, okay. Uh, it's not the best bacon. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's part. not the best bacon, but it sure is free.
1: <laughs> Ooh, nice. Ooh, so that, that
5: that's like a modifier of like plus five. Enzo, <laughs> uh, so this uh, this bacon is, is uh, uh,
2: quite 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 good. Uh, he says, "Thank you. I will pass along the compliments to the boy who filled in today. My regular cook isn't in." Assuming you continue to stay with me, I'm sure you'll enjoy the bacon that Lorelai cooks even more. Um,
5: uh, Where where is Lorelai?
2: Oh, she's with her family this morning. It's her normal day off. (laughs) Understandable.
3: (laughs) So what did you have in mind for this partnership?
2: Right. Down to the business at hand. To put it simply, I don't have any real leads. I think we're all more or less on the same page at the moment. You know that Holyhead to the north had a similar incident very recently, and it wouldn't be an understatement to say that news of that attack has fundamentally changed the mood in the cities along the eastern coastal path. There unfortunately doesn't seem to be any clear motivation for raising the dead, especially in a little place like Holyhead, and now that it's happened here, too, all my initial theories seem more far fetched. Holyhead and Port Crescent are nearby, of course, but they don't have a lot in common. Uh, he walks over to the table and he takes a seat and says, I wish I had more for you to go on, but to put it plainly, I'm far more confident in your abilities than I am in even some of my own guards. I'm not necessarily a gambling man, but if I was, he says as he pushes a satchel of jingling coins across the table, I know where I'd put my money. This is for you to outfit yourselves for the task at hand as you see fit. Um, uh, how much is in there? Are are you asking him?
5: Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
2: Uh, he says there is two hundred and twenty-five gold in this bag.
5: You know, I, I was thinking. Odd number.
2: I was thinking we might
5: might need closer to maybe two fifty.
2: Well, he says, I was thinking forty-five for each Ooh. of you.
5: You see, but there's there, there's me, and then I have my my little pseudo dragon who helps me out here. So we might need you know forty-five for each of us. So nine. This is gonna
1: glare at him. I think 45 is fine.
5: On
2: a character, he was like there when you poofed, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I think uh I think he just kind of stares at you and says, "This is what I had set aside."
5: Mm.
2: <laughs> he definitely knows that there's only five like he was there. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, uh do, do you remember our uh our, our 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 sneaky friend? I I can take their 45
2: and and deliver that to them. Where's he, anyways? Your elven friend, yes? Yeah. I haven't seen him since last night. I set a room aside, and he didn't.
5: Yeah, I went for my for my morning walk this morning. I, de- I can I can I can take that for him.
2: Roll a deception.
5: Oh, that's a twenty-three.
2: Uh, <laughs> okay. He says, "I suppose I could look around and scrounge up a few more." And he goes off to his study and returns. The satchel's slightly heavier, and, and there's 45 more in there. Oh, thank you. Good,
5: good, good,
1: sir, good, sir. During this whole time, Cadmus has just been glaring like death eyes <laughs> and heck, the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a Sim, there would be nothing but the negatives.
2: Above my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, he holds up the satchel full of 270 gold towards the party.
3: All right, I'm going to turn to everyone and say, I don't know much about you all, but I don't have many other people in my life, so this means saving people from undead I'm in. Same.
5: I would like to take the satchel of money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right there, so he hands it to you, I guess. A little bitty dragon.
5: Uh, no, but- no, no, no. The, the unseen servant grabs him. Yeah. I also want to point out like his arm. like He, he reaches out and he grabs it. But unlike a normal person, he doesn't, like, retract the arm. It's just he's still just holding the arm out.
2: <laughs> Fully totally
5: extended arm. Are but you with holding the all
4: the money from us?
5: Uh, like, currently, yeah. Uh,
4: you know, okay, so Harp's going <laughs> to chime in here. Um, I'd like my share now.
5: Oh, yes, I can I can count off that 35 for you.
4: <laughs> um, so, <laughs> no, we're going to have to recount that. He says,
2: I had imagined 45 for each of you. However, if you'd like to pull it together, that's your business, I suppose.
4: Mm, I'll be taking my share.
2: Oh,
5: all right then. All right. I unseen servant holds open the bag, let's lets
2: you take out your forty. Thanks. I go ahead and take that. <laughs> yeah, I think he's slightly amused at all this and he says, I trust that the lot of you can work this all out in a way that's advantageous for each of you and facilitates the acquisition of whatever you may need from the shopping districts in town.
1: Um, before we leave, about how far away is a place we're heading.
2: It's actually close to where you were last night.
1: So we're not, we're not like traveling like a, a distance to go somewhere.
2: No, 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 no. It's in town. Okay. Uh, he asks you, do you remember how to get over that Well You probably passed through it to get here last night.
5: Um, could you, could you, uh, just give me a quick reminder.
2: Southwest from here until you get to the big square of shops and stalls, you can't miss it. Was that the Was that the South Fork Plaza? Uh, there are two of them, actually. This one's Central Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> ah, perfect,
5: perfect.
3: And where was, what plaza was the food stand? Oh, that one was South
2: Fork. Oh, that was in the South <laughs> That one was yeah. South Fork, okay. Just a little bit further past Geneto Square, which is where you guys like held the line. So Anzio, just
5: just between you and me, are we are we giving 45 to this Kira person
2: as well? It's already in the satchel for you. <laughs> I hope that 270 gold from my own reserve will be plenty to help you set on your way.
5: Oh, well, like in the satchel, do a 45 from the satchel is for is for her? Correct. Uh, oh, oh, it's, it's sort of uh, to check and make sure that we were properly, you know, paying everything right. I
1: don't. I don't think extorting others for money is a uh, good deed. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't oh, think any no. of This has been a good deed so far.
5: <laughs> I was just. I was just holding. On. Here, 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 here. I've taken out the forty-five for me and and the forty-five to give to. Uh, Fan, fan, uh, uh, the the pale one. I'll I'll pass that money along. Yes, Yes. my yes, yes, of course. I saw him earlier. Great conversationalist, (laughs) definitely. You know know what would have been a
0: good deed if you only took five of that gold and divvied up the other forty to the rest of your party. That would have been a good deed.
5: Is this in character?
0: (laughs) No, no. Oh, then absolutely not.
2: (laughs) You could say it in character. It's, it's a podcast. No, she
0: doesn't need money.
4: Okay, so she's a mute,
2: um uh, Kira, yes, um,
5: would how uh, would you like your forty five gold now or or later or or never?
0: Uh, i I think I'll leave mine in a pool for right now uh, if I need it, so I'll I'll, I'll I'll take it. I can just hold on to it for you. Yeah, yes, you can hold on to it for. yeah, me. W-
5: wonderful. quite quite good, quite good,
4: yeah. Harp is definitely rolling her eyes at this whole thing
5: uh, Mira, Mira, would you do you need your forty five now or later?
3: I'll leave it in the pool for now. but ah,
5: oh, perfect. good, good show, Good show.
3: Do you expect us to keep a good eye on it?
5: Absolutely.
3: How are we all trusting you? <laughs> I have
2: no idea. I mean, you don't have to. It's, I mean...
4: Exactly why I took my money. This oh, I'm just, I'm just... Oh, I,
2: s- listen,
5: I think my unseen servant can just do a very good job of holding on to the money. The I
1: remember your unseen servant doing was getting hit once and disappearing into nothing. Well, he's a little stronger now.
4: You can't even hold a bag properly, <laughs> let alone hold on to a bunch uh. of
1: money. Uh,
5: I, at that, I do see that his arm is outstretched. so I do give him the mental command to (laughs) lower the arm and hold it like a normal person.
1: You know, (laughs) Cadmus
3: does have a point, though. Maybe we should give it to the paladin. Seems the safest to hold on to. Uh, Listen, I'm going to hold on to my stuff.
5: Anziel, this, uh, central plaza... Do they uh, sell maybe some leather armor there? He says,
2: yes, of course, ah, there are all sorts of artisans perfect. and craftsmen." I'll just people. buy some armor for my Unseen Servant to
5: wear, and then he'll be, you know, a little stronger.
1: Can you put armor on an Unseen Servant? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. He can, like, carry. I mean, it does have a weight limit, but it is,
2: like, 45 or something like that. It's really small. It's it's higher than you would expect. But,
3: but if... <laughs> how much does he pack away? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Um, um
5: i it's very rude to ask, <laughs> ask for a dragon how much it he weighs. said he
2: was like the size of a house cat so yeah. house cats are let's say like 15 pounds head. yeah huh?
0: but he did just eat all that bacon That's <laughs>
2: True.
5: <laughs> My cat
0: no weighs 20 pounds i only so. ate like one piece it was actually
5: pretty bad bacon but uh
2: anseal says well i should probably leave you to it i Feel free to eat your fill, your rooms will remain ready for you, should you happen to need them at any point today, of course, and feel free to take some extra food from the kitchen before you go. If you happen to find any good information to go off of, please don't feel the need to check in with me before you act on it. Feel free to pursue any leads you come across. Perhaps I'll see you a little later today, as I'll be coming and going this afternoon, but you're welcome to stay here indefinitely as discussed, and I'm sure I'll see you this evening. And with that, he gives you a slight bow and heads off to his study. Perfect.
4: Um, Harp is going to just eat whatever food she sees, and she's going to store some in her bag.
2: (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Uh, So you take some food and you wrap it up in maybe like a napkin and you put it in your bag.
4: Yeah. Things that won't be gross, you know, maybe some fruit. Like bread.
3: Yeah, bread too. Cheese might be gross in a bag. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to gather up all my stuff. I don't want to leave anything um, in the manor while we're
2: gone. Yeah, totally. Okay. So, you all leave the manor and head in towards the center of town. After about a five-minute walk, you start to make out the telltale sounds of commerce and progress. Round in progress. Rounding the corner of this street, you find yourselves in a large open square and take a moment to drink in the sights and sounds of Central Plaza. Merchants are vying for the attention of passers-by, their shouted advertisements echo against the walls of the tall stone buildings nearby, accompanied by the arhythmic clanging of hammers on steel, the singing of buskers, and the laughter of children running between, under and through the shop stalls. Surrounding this open-air market are larger buildings that also appear to be shops. Their windows are just replete with wares, and beautiful hand-painted signs hang above their doors. You smell spices wafting on the air that most of you aren't even familiar with, and the scent of slow-roasting food alerts you to the presence of not one but two taverns on opposite corners of the square. This place makes South Fork Plaza seem small, and almost even ugly by comparison.
1: Is there any place that looks like it sells like potions or anything like that? Yeah,
2: a few of the smaller-looking stands nearby seem to carry some interesting-looking potions of, I don't know, questionable efficacy. but. Uh, nearby, you also spot one of the larger buildings with a carved wooden sign that resembles a cauldron above the door, and it says, Rats, Bats, and Vats. Judging by the things you can see in the window, it appears to be a potion or ingredient shop of some kind. Heading in that
5: there. I was going to assume they were going to sell rat baths.
2: Rat there. baths. <laughs> well, they do have actual rats and bats hanging in the window. So, <laughs> so
1: I'm going to go in there and going to that store. Okay, yeah,
2: you open the door, and a female halfling with fiery red hair cheerfully greets you from across the shop, and in making her way over to you, she says, Oh, hey, welcome in. Anything I can help you find? Do you happen to
1: have healing potions?
2: Uh, yeah, she says, You know I do? After last night, I've been, well, over-preparing them? I figured people would be coming in bright and early for them, but I'm pretty happy to say you're the first. And she points at a display across the way that's filled with colorful liquid, and she says, Third shelf down, sweetie.
1: Do they have, like, price tags on them or something?
2: Yeah, they do. Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, did anyone else go with Cadmus, by the way? or? Is it just... I would like to follow. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, you see that the smallest vials on this shelf are listed at 30 GP.
1: Oof. <laughs> yeah. How many are there?
2: Uh, there are three on the shelf.
1: Uh, I'm going to go up to the lady, and I'm going to say, do you, do you happen to have five of these?
2: Uh, she says, five? Oof, I hope everyone's all right. And she heads behind a curtain and you hear boxes moving and like jingling and clinking of glass on glass. And she pokes her head back out with two more in hand. And she says, sweetie, there were three of them on the shelf, right?
1: Uh, yeah, there were three. Are there any discounts if I were to buy all five of these? <laughs> and I'm going to kind of like casually show off my paladin <laughs> symbol. Uh,
2: go ahead and roll persuasion with advantage because you're dressed like the people that protect the town.
5: Persuasion. Brute paladin just out here trying to steal from this small business owner. <laughs> That's
2: a weapon. She says, sweetie, I do wish that I could just give these away, but I already priced them at a loss as it is. Uh,
1: who came in with me? Me, Mira. So the goal was to buy one for everyone, <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to buy one.
3: Okay. And while he's doing that, I want to go up to her... Uh and say, uh, do you have a healer's kit by
2: chance? Uh, She says, "Uh, hmm, you know, not in stock, but I'm sure that I have one collecting dust somewhere around here. And she starts rummaging through a cabinet underneath one of the fixtures towards the back of the shop where things are a little less organized and you hear her call to you, I knew I had one. And she walks back to you while dusting off a leather pouch and opens it up to show you the contents. it's got like bandages, splints and salves. Uh, And she says, If you can do some good with that, you consider it yours.
3: Uh, I will take that. Also, do you happen to have mistletoe on you?
2: Uh, Yeah, she shows you over to an area by the large window in the front where a lot of the plants are like drying in the sunlight. And she points to them and says, here you are. I'd grab them for you, but then I'd have to unfold the stiff stool and it'd be a whole ordeal.
3: Perfect. I am going to grab that. Uh, So I'll take from you the healer's kit and the mistletoe. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pay for it, and then I'll tie that mistletoe onto my quarterstaff. And then as I'm doing that, I'd like to ask her, so do you you get a lot of new vendors around
2: here? Is it pretty stable? She says, yeah, we sure do see a lot of folks coming and going around here, being a port town and all. Everyone thinks they're going to make their mint right here in Central Plaza, and the shops in the middle tend to change around a lot. The buildings on the outer ring are more permanent, though.
3: Uh, you wouldn't have happened to heard of a new food stand in South Fork, have you? Uh,
2: her eyes light up and she says, Yeah, the little dough balls. Oh, I forget the name of the sweet guy who makes them, but I have extra in the back that I picked up this morning if you look Oh no,
3: no, thank you. I was just, uh, heard a lot of talk about a new shop yesterday and figured I'd check it out, but
1: thank you for your time.
2: Thank you for the potion. She says, oh, any time. I'm happy to help after all the unpleasantness and all. Stop in if you need anything else, Okay.
1: I guess we're going to leave.
2: Okay, let's check in with the rest of the party. What are you guys doing?
5: Uh, I'd like to see if I can try and find an armor vendor. Yeah, okay. See if I can try and find like some, uh, some medium height armor. Says it's, uh, it'd be like 12 pounds, so I I feel as if.
2: Okay, uh, so one of the stands in the middle is a man selling like leather goods and hunting supplies. He'd probably have some smaller items, but not necessarily full armor sets, more like bracers and that sort of thing. Uh, you also notice a shop whose sign hangs above the door, and it's shaped like a face with no text on it. Uh, but the window is beautifully painted with this gorgeous multicolored script that just says Masquerade. And then there's a larger stall towards the middle of the plaza where a woman is hammering away and seems to be shaping some kind of metal over the horn of an anvil.
5: Uh, I would like to go into uh, to Masquerades. Yeah,
2: Yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, is anyone else going? Or
4: um, I'll go with them.
2: Okay, so immediately upon entering, you feel an air of just... Creepiness wash over you. Like you knew they'd probably sell masks here, but the dimly lit shop is just jam packed with faded porcelain busts, just staring vacantly towards the center of the room, and they're all adorned with different kinds of masks. And the silence in the shop is a little bit unnerving, especially since you can't seem to spot the shopkeeper or even another patron in the building. <clears throat> Harp. Hmm. I'm pretty
5: sure we're going to die in here, <laughs> but we might find a cool mask while we're at it. <laughs> uh, Shopkeeper. This just seems Hello? like a bad idea.
2: Uh, as you shout, you hear a dull thud from somewhere in an adjacent room. And after a brief moment, you see a dwarven man emerge from behind a curtain hanging in the doorframe. And uh, he's like holding a pair of spectacles and inspecting them for damage as he rubs the top of his balding head as if he might have stood up too quickly when he heard you. And smacked his head on something. Uh, Hello, good sir. Oh, uh, hello. Uh, And he puts his squarish glasses back on the bridge of his nose and he says, I'm Timon. Welcome. Uh, Feel free to take a look around. I'd certainly appreciate it if you refrain from handling any of the pieces. I'd be happy to help you. Do you have any interesting
5: masks here?
2: Uh, He cracks half a smile and you see his eyes now magnified by his thick lenses sort of look around the room at the hundreds of masks in the (laughs) shop. And then he says, yes.
5: (laughs) Um... Do you have any, like, specialty masks? Any, like, magical masks?
2: He says, (laughs) magical? I I don't know. Uh, Some of them give me the creeps more than others, but I don't know about all that. I'm just a merchant. Uh, I'm not the artist. I'm just a merchant, a collector.
5: Do you you get much? Do you sell many masks?
2: Uh, He breaks eye contact with you in a way that might suggest that maybe he doesn't sell that many. Can
4: we check if they're magical?
2: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Roll Arcana.
4: Okay. Oh,
2: I got a 16.
4: And I
2: just got a 12. OK, so this isn't like a true detect magic, but you can tell that some of these masks have more like pull than others. Specifically, one of them jumps out at you. It's not even like a full faced mask. It only covers like the nose and eyes and wraps around the head with a leather strap, kind of like a goggles with a Batman cowl thing going on. It's made of like a stiff black leather. Hmm.
5: Amazing. Um, Shopkeep. Uh, what's, what's your name, by the way? I feel, I feel rude calling
2: you shopkeep. His name is Tymon. T-Y-M-U-N. Tymon? Oh, I
0: thought, I thought he meant like, hello. I yeah, I also, is. I also thought that was just like a, a fun, like little, hail
2: and well met. Yeah, so well I didn't, yeah. Drink. No, yeah, that's his name. Um, what, what can you tell me about this mask here? Uh, he walks over to the one you're pointing at and he says, oh, isn't this one lovely? Uh, it's a handmade by artisans who reside in the cloakwood near Baldur's Gate, uh, Beautiful stitch work, note the inset lenses. I inspected them upon acquiring this piece and they don't seem to have any imperfections to speak of. Oh, and just look at this hand embossing So on you the... know
4: nothing else about it.
2: He says, Uh it uh it it sits on your face as opposed to uh-huh. Well see <laughs> he's completely clueless. <laughs> How much would you charge for this mask? He says, Oh, I could part with it for say two. 25 gold pieces?
5: Yes, I was thinking 10 gold pieces might be worth it as well. Oh, uh,
2: see, but look at the fine silver buckle. And he starts kind of like pointing out all of the fine details. Like, he's looking at this purely as a craft piece, like aesthetically pleasing he's completely clueless about the magical properties that this mask might contain
5: but if you look right here you can tell that the some of the stitching near the back where it holds to the head is starting to come across so i will have to do some repairs to it
2: um roll deception (laughs) i mean i feel like this is a nice brand new mask
5: it's
2: a 22 he uh he kind of believes what you're saying while simultaneously looking intently at the mask, trying to see where the damage you're referring to is. And he even takes off his glasses to try and like quickly clean them while he says, oh, my, I I hadn't realized. I suppose I could bring it down to, say, 20 for you. Harp, what
5: do you think?
4: Um. I mean, I guess someone else can see what it does. I
2: mean, you want to split it?
5: <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, (laughs) Yes, 15 gold will be great.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I misspoke. I believe I said 20. Oh, you're
5: fine. I thought I had you there. What if we
2: throw
4: in, like, a menacing look? (laughs) I mean, do you want to? Yeah, why not?
2: Yeah, I mean, roll intimidation. (laughs) You were harassing me (laughs) for trying to get a
1: deal on some health potions for the group? (laughs) Uh,
2: Is that an 18? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he puts his cleaned spectacles back on, and when he does, coming into focus is this disgusted glare from Harp. <laughs> and he says, uh, of course, uh, 18 might also be an equitable trade. Uh, yes.
5: You know what? Just for you, we'll do 18.
2: Okay. 18. Uh, he hands over this mask to you, and he collects his 18 gold. I'll, I'll cover it. Awesome. I'll put it in both your journals so you can see it. Uh, our, our good friend, uh,
5: Fandrin can pay for it. <laughs>
3: Did we see him while we were coming down to the... Uh,
2: you have no idea where Fandrin went, but you didn't see him
1: on your way. Okay. No, he's definitely dead somewhere. <laughs> Fell out of another window. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Maybe that's why he didn't want to stay with us. Perhaps he was afraid of heights.
2: <laughs> uh, after falling out the window, I would be too.
5: If only we could hear the ghost of Fandrin to tell us what he really thinks.
1: Get
2: bent, losers.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think that was it. Did
3: you all hear that voice as well?
5: <laughs> oh, God, it's canon now.
4: It looks a little spooked.
5: <laughs> Ooh, that looks real cool. Uh, oh, can you see it? Oh, I sure can.
3: Oh,
4: that is pretty cool.
5: To describe it to all of our friends at home. Uh, it is called the Mask of the Eagle, uh, and it very much looks like Batman's cowl if you were to cut it
2: right above his eyes, and Below the bottom, yeah. so it's really just the kind of eye with a beak no situation, situation going on. <laughs> Looks real cool though. So it's a dark vision goggles that also give you perception check advantage, so uh, but only when you're in the dark.
5: So, Kelly, you, you don't have dark vision,
4: I don't think so.
5: That's all right. We'll just um, Harp, I think you could hold on to this. I don't
2: think it would fit my face, anyways.
4: Well, yeah, I guess your weird face.
2: <laughs> uh, are you guys hanging around anymore in the mash shop or absolutely um, not? No. <laughs> okay uh you guys bounce who else uh case you going anywhere are you looking for anything in particular
0: not really yeah since i just joined this i'm just i got everything i need on my back yeah all right. i would also like to go to
5: the armor person who's out in the middle okay yeah yeah, yeah. just the masks just like really distracted me i was yeah like, <laughs> when you said that i was like i want to go feel there.
2: That. Uh, the first of the many armorsmiths you happen to come across is a short, stocky man who's clanging away at, like, a breastplate on an anvil.
5: Hello, hello, um, hi, sir.
2: Uh, he kinda wipes the sweat off his brow and takes off his glove to shake your hand and said, how are you?" Oh,
5: doing wonderful.
2: Um, I was, uh, I was wondering if you might have any, uh, armor
5: pieces or anything that might help, I don't know, improve, uh, an armor class of a person.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're kind of a small guy. Uh, What kind of armor are you looking for, bud?
5: Uh, Really just uh, anything that would maybe bring my 10 to, like, a solid uh, higher than that.
2: (laughs) So the thing is, like, you don't have proficiencies in it, right? In medium armor?
5: No. See, that's what I was I was like, I don't know if it's something I can do. Because my main goal is just to keep the Unseen Servant from dying every time we get into a (laughs) fight.
2: Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Peck's not wearing it. Like... (sighs) I'd say that you could put light armor on an Unseen Servant and probably get, like, five extra temp hit points on that thing. Okay. As opposed to one. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. It says, if you're looking for light armor, I could probably whip something up leather-wise for you. Ooh, that would be be great, actually. He could make you some leather armor, just, like, regular leather armor, just ten gold.
5: Yeah, I'm down with that.
2: Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, So he tells you, I have this one here already. I don't know if it'll fit you, but, and he holds up like a leather breastplate. Very
5: awkwardly, uh, the unseen servant pulls it on. Ah, wow. I think I look pretty good in it. (laughs) Well,
2: Um, it's, I mean, something. Are you wearing it like over your clothes? uh, Absolutely. (laughs) He kind of cocks an eyebrow at you and says, well, if you want that one, uh, 10 gold.
5: Perfect. Perfect. Thank
2: you, sir. Thank you, sir.
4: I was trying to see if I could find like something to change voices.
2: I can't remember if you can do that or not, uh, but you would probably take note of a shop that you figure, based on what you can see in the window, might sell scrolls and like spell tomes. Uh, the sign above the door is like a beautifully ornate bee, uh, like the insect, like a honeybee, and the bee is situated upon a carving of two crossed rolls of parchment.
4: Alright, so she's gonna go in then.
2: Okay, is anyone else going to?
0: Uh, I'll go.
2: Awesome. Okay, uh, you both pop inside the shop, and the pleasantly musty scent of parchment and ink fills the air here, and a human woman is dusting objects on the table on the far side of the shop, and between you are rows and rows of shelves that must have once been organized and tidied, but are currently just overflowing, with tomes and scrolls poking out into the aisles. Large stacks of bound books line the hallways and a couple of small displays hold a small number of glass vials of various shapes and sizes, each with their own different colored liquid. And the shopkeeper doesn't seem to notice you come in. Uh, What do you do?
4: Hello. Ma'am. I guess.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She says, oh, hey, welcome to the shop. And she kind of gestures, there's like a sign and she kind of does a cheesy smile and the sign says, the spelling <laughs> <laughs> Um
4: I was wondering, do you have anything in particular that would alter someone's voice?
2: Uh, she kind of squints like she's trying to remember if she has anything like that. And she pulls back the loose strands of her dirty blonde hair as she's thinking and tucks them into the ribbon she's holding it all back with. And she says, uh, let's take a look. You happen to know any cantrips already? Not really. And uh, while she's listening to you, she's like reaching under the counter and returns with this gigantic book, like maybe a catalog for what she has in the shop. And she flips through some of the pages while kind of absentmindedly chewing on the leather cord that tightens her shirt sleeve. And after a moment of this, she seems to find what she's looking for and she taps it with her finger and she goes, okay, hold on, and heads to the shelf that her catalog indicated. And there's just an absolute nightmare of scroll-ins poking out of this grid-like cubby system and she draws her finger across the top and finds the right column that she's looking for and then down to the right row and plucks out a scroll which she brings back to you and she says okay so it's called minor illusion you could create a sound with this cantrip and i suppose it could in theory be a voice you have to keep in mind that these scrolls are kind of limited though you wouldn't be able to use this more than once
4: okay i'll go ahead and take that then
2: yeah she says yeah you can have it for five gold sound good done five (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she hands it over to you after blowing some dust off it, and she says, "Okay, now remember, you have to take care of it. Uh, try not to let it get too beat up or wet or anything, and you should be fine." Will do.
3: Um, can I go to that tavern in the southwest?
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: I'll uh, go. I'll go with her.
2: This is, judging by the outside, a really nice tavern. It is so well maintained. It's high quality. How many of you are going? I'll go. I'll go. Same. Everybody Okay, <laughs> the whole party. We're all whole drinking. The whole party goes to get a drink. <laughs> uh You walk into the door, and this is, like, not something that you guys have been accustomed to as far as taverns and most towns. Uh Somebody greets you at the door, welcomes you in, and points you towards an open table. They're not here to seat you. They're just, you know, it's a really pleasant greeting, and the man that greets you is dressed in, like, monk attire. Oh, shoot. And I'm not talking, like... Cool kick ass monks. He's like a friar. Do you know what I mean? Like, like he's, brown he's robe, like
5: a like a, a trench coat. He's really afraid of germs. Yep.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Tony Shalhoub, that's the one. <laughs> no, like a like a friar tuck sort of oh, character, you know. Okay. And he uh, points you towards the table. Uh, are you going to sit? What was the? Did we see the name of this tavern from outside? It didn't have a name on the outside. I mean, I'm sure you could ask. Um, hello, good sir. what, what is the name of this fine establishment? Yeah, he says. Welcome to the (laughs) 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 tabernacle. When he says the name tabernacle, though, everybody roll me. uh, Let's do history. I'm
1: not good at
5: that. I thought you were going to say when he says it, we hear
2: like bells ringing. (laughs) Angelic chorus. (laughs) Okay, everyone rolled. Okay. Cadmist and Kira and Mira, uh, you immediately, you know this name. This is where the finest beer comes from. And everyone in the Moonshays and the Sword Coast knows this brand. Like if you've been to a nice tavern, you know this beer and it's incredible.
5: Uh, how many How many patrons are in here?
2: Uh, it's not too terribly full. It's like morning-ish. So let's say it's like 1130 in the morning or so. It's got a decent lunch rush sort of thing going on.
5: So all the day drinkers are
2: here. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's also not just like a bar. You know, you can get food. It's just like a place to hang out. It's a social pub, you know? How
5: would you say they're bacon this year?
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you could get some. I would like to buy some bacon. You head to the table that you were being directed towards, and somebody actually comes over and asks, Can I get you anything? And Peck orders some bacon. Sir,
1: have you heard of the attack that happened last night?
2: He says, uh, Of course. They broke the window last night. at He kind of points at the uh, south end of this tavern. There's a boarded window, and it was clearly broken last night. Everything's cleaned up, and it's boarded up nicely now. It's not, like, ugly. It's just clearly sustained some damage.
1: Have you heard of a stall that's opened that was giving the town guard free food?
2: Not that I know of. Is it in Central Plaza? Or? No one
1: knows about it. Uh, it was in the South, South Plaza. Not a lot of South vendors
2: Park? there well off enough to just give away merchandise for free. Uh be the first I've heard of it.
1: I'm just going to ask everybody that question. <laughs> How's my bacon coming?
2: <laughs> he hasn't left to go put in your order yet. <laughs> <Shoot>. <laughs> he does, though. He walks off towards the kitchen and uh, a short while later comes back with your bacon Oh, oh, oh. Uh, roll for bacon <laughs> bacon here We've we set go the precedent so oh, come
5: on oh. oh
2: that's a 19 this is some high-end bacon yes this, this is, is what not I'm like for. it's not the most perfect thing you've ever had in your life but it is damn close uh fun fact about
5: peck i'm currently searching for the best bacon <laughs>
2: You are so close to best bacon in episode two. Like, you Sorry. know that it is nearly perfect. And it's just missing that third heat. Mm, you can't tell what it yeah, is.
5: Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I, I enjoy my my two slices of bacon.
2: Great. I think it'll cost you a gold. Oh, uh, I enjoy my one slice.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I mean... No, it's fine. Okay. Thank you, sir, for this, uh, for this bacon.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I would
3: like to order one of this finest monk beer here.
2: Yeah, for sure.
3: I also want to note that noticing the monk... In the front, I have immediately put on my hood because I do not want them seeing the horns. I want to, like, <laughs> try to be as sneaky as I can to, like, draw his attention away from it.
2: Sure. Roll and, sleight of hand.
3: I should have done it beforehand, uh, but forgot that I'm a tiefling and people don't like me. I mean,
2: uh Yeah 14? Yeah. He doesn't seem to notice anything. And uh, they're all pretty chill anyway. Like, he says... Yeah, I'll get that for you. And he gets over to the bar and he takes it to your table and sets it in front of you and says, hope you enjoy.
3: Perfect. And then while I take a sip, uh, I want to just see if I can get a vibe from them. Like, does it seem like artificial happiness?
2: Do you want to do 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 a vibe check? Yeah, (laughs) I can. Okay, yeah.
3: (laughs) Or like just perception to see if like it seems off. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Let's do an insight check. Yeah, that's the one. Can we change insight to vibe? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. We're going to call it vibe check from now on.
3: When 19.
2: 19. No, they're happy. This is like their craft. This is their calling. You know what I mean? Like they're happy that people are here, especially because of recent events. You never know. You run a business and something crazy happens in your town. You just kind of hope that people still show up. And this is what they do and what they love to do.
5: Now, sir, uh, this this uh, terrible thing that happened
2: last night, is that the first time that's happened in this town? He says, in this town, yes. As far as I know, I've been here quite a while, and... I haven't noticed anything quite. But you've like heard it.
5: of it happening in neighboring towns, as we all have. Yeah, of yeah, course.
2: of course. Uh, I guess last week or so, uh, Holyhead to the north, that one was under some kind of an attack. I'm not sure the severity. But,
5: but being a centralized uh, tavern like this, uh, do you know of anyone who's come here from Holyhead in the past week or so?
2: Uh, I haven't met anyone myself, but uh, I'm sure people do. I, I don't think people. Have been like devastated by the attack up there. It's just scary, you know.
5: Oh, you know, just uh, yeah, a few people dead, probably.
2: <laughs> I mean, as far as I've heard, everything seems to be all right.
5: Fair, fair, fair. Gonna continue enjoying my bacon.
2: <laughs> There's also is one gold for your
3: uh... my monk. Yeah. Hold yeah.
5: up! You're trying to tell me bacon is is as expensive as <laughs> beer?
2: <laughs> you got a whole
5: plate of bacon. Yo, I got a whole plate of bacon. Yeah, I get. I guess I'll share it with, with everyone else. In the <laughs> of bacon, We're all just
4: staring at you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just to really enjoy my bacon. So where do you guys think we should go to start investigating this uh, undead situation?
3: Well, no one here seems to know about this vendor. Maybe the stands next to this person saw something. So maybe South Fork?
5: Oh, I think that's as good place at anywhere is to start so we sit there awkwardly
1: and watch peck eat all of his bacon
5: (laughs) i share it if anyone else wants any bacon they're allowed to have some
4: all right well once you're done eating the bacon how about we head
5: out (laughs) does anyone else eat any of the bacon no guys you you have to try some of this bacon it's (laughs) it's almost perfect
3: okay i'm gonna pass
5: it's guys it's (laughs) it's really good bacon it's it's a, a 19 out of 20 at bacon. At
4: this point, Harp is just going to start getting Okay,
1: <laughs> I'm going to take the piece of bacon, move it towards my mouth. I'm washing intently. And then I'm going to crush it in my hand into oh, dust no. and let it drop. Still glaring at you because I'm Eldridge still brass. not happy with you.
5: No, no eldritch
1: Okay, good. I don't eat it, but I destroy it in front of you.
5: I do cry a little bit. (laughs) I'm
1: still upset. Are you heading towards the door?
2: Yes. Yes.
5: I grab my plate of bacon.
2: All right, make dexterity saves for me. For the plate of bacon? Just everyone who's leaving. Ooh, I got a 13. that's shocking. (laughs) Okay. As you're walking towards the door, uh, Cadmist... You are blindsided, and you're slammed into by another drunken patron, and you both topple to the ground. The whole time, he's not, like, aggressive or anything. He's just completely lost his balance, and he's a big boy. And he kind of scrambles and stands up and puts his hand out and says, I'm so sorry. And he tries to like help you up off the ground.
1: Uh, I guess I let him help me. Okay, yeah. Uh, what's his uh, what's his vibe? <laughs> <laughs> do a vibe, check. Does, vibe does, check. Okay, so does he seem like he is um one of those like rude drunk people or like? Oh no. Well, I can't tell anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> With a
2: four, <laughs> you're not super sure. Um, I mean, he offered to help you up. No, right, right. I'm enough. just,
1: I'm gonna do it.
2: Yeah. All right. He helps you up he says, oh, I'm so sorry, I, I've had too much, and he just kind of slumps against the wall next to you, Ugh, you know, with the mill and all, and he's almost dozing off a little bit. He's kind of a sleepy, considerate drunk, maybe. The mill and all. Yeah, the mill. Uh. The, yeah, the mill. You know, the the mill. The mill. And he just kind of lazily swings his arm to gesture generally east towards the forest, And it's pretty common knowledge that this town is a big shipping port and acts as a stopover for vessels trading with the Sword Coast from farther lands, but also that it has a big export economy of its own. The Dernal Forest to the east of town makes up a significant amount of this island, and the logging industry here is really thriving. Uh, Judging by this man's overall hardiness and his clothes and his work-worn hands, you piece together, he's talking about his place of employment.
1: Hmm. Maybe this mill was hit by the undead pretty hard then.
2: Sure as shit, buddy.
1: And he just raises a glass to you. (laughs) There's nothing in it because
2: he spilled the entire thing in the process of slamming into you, but uh, it doesn't stop him from trying to drink anyway.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm going to uh, pat him on the shoulder, take the glass and uh, hand it because we're by the door, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to hand it to the guy who's been greeting everyone and just pat him on the head and like kind (laughs) of like, you know, roll him to his side, make sure he's okay.
2: (laughs) He says, buddy, you work for the guard, huh? you paladin uh, I'm more of a wanderer he's uh, kind of leaning on you you're trying to help him up and he doesn't move a whole lot but he kind of just raises a hand and tink tink like taps on your
1: chest plate I'm okay buddy I'm okay <laughs> he says it's paladin armor right there yes it is just uh, just sleep sleep okay spend my last coin
2: on this drink and I spilt it right on you I'm sitting here trying to find a spell to
1: like knock him out but I can't find one <laughs> Uh, I have Eldritch Blast. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh,
3: I go into my kit that I have, and I just take the cup back from the monk, and I pour some water in the cup and <laughs> hand it to the guy.
2: He says, oh, thank you kindly. And he throws it back, and he does manage to get most of it in his mouth, and he's drinking, and he's just trying to sober up.
1: Sure. I'm going to put a gold in his pocket, but he, he doesn't have to see it. I just slip it in there. It's fine.
2: Yeah, I mean roll sleight of hand then. Fourteen. Fourteen, yeah. Um he doesn't he doesn't notice at all. He's he's kinda blitzed. Uh, he says, I don't know what I'm gonna do without the job. It's just And he's trying to drink the water, but he can't quite bring it up to his face. He is absolutely
1: sloshed. Well, do you guys, would you guys want to go check out this mill?
4: I would say it seems like everyone doesn't know about this stall. We should probably check out the
5: mill. Yeah, works for me. To the (laughs) mill! I'm just still enjoying my bacon.
2: Okay. (laughs) Do you say to the mill while enjoying your bacon? (laughs) Here, here, let me, let me. To the
0: mill!